0: Welcome or welcome back, we're your hosts Ellie and Dulce
1: and today we are talking about a topic that can be very tough for a lot of people but is necessary and very liberating. And that is knowing when to walk away from relationships that are no longer serving you. This comes in many different ways, a friendship that turned toxic, a romantic relationship that has gone stale, or a family dynamic that is causing just more pain than joy. It is super important to not only acknowledge but recognize and make a change when it is happening because sometimes the most loving thing we can do for ourselves is just to let go. Join us as we dive in into the signs that it is time to move on and the power of setting boundaries to create spaces for new and healthy connections. And without further ado, let's get started and learn how to take back control of our relationships and invest in the ones that truly nourish us. I think that was very
0: beautifully said. (laughs) Thank you, AI.
1: (laughs)
2: So
1: again, toxic relationships, I feel like we all go through them Mm -hmm. at least once in our lifetime because they can manifest in many ways, not just romantic, but in every aspect of our lives. And I think it's very hard for a lot of us to not only walk away from them, but to realize what is going on. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, a lot of us don't want to feel like victims, so we don't sit there and say, oh, I'm being victimized, like this is toxic, this is no longer... For me, I should walk away. It's more of a, well, maybe it's me. Maybe it's a rough patch. Maybe this person's going through that. I'm going through it. Like,
0: it's always an excuse. Right. Right. Making up excuses or justifying their actions and behavior and everything. Right. So I think it is super, super
1: important to know the signs and to know when to love yourself and put yourself first and be like, okay, it's time to step back. And we actually did say this in a previous episode where sometimes it may not be doable to completely cut that person off but I think that's when it's super important to then learn boundaries Mm -hmm. and set boundaries and maybe just limit the time you either spend talking to them or spend actually with them like let's say it's a parent or like a sibling and you don't want to you know just cause more drama and completely cut them off but you can definitely set the boundary and cut off time that you spend with them. Right. And you don't always owe it to that person to tell them. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think you have to be like, hey, cutting you off. Mm -hmm. Like you set that boundary with yourself. Right. And once because I have heard of different dynamics in different sibling groups Mm -hmm. where they say, you know, they start to get to negative too negative. So I know once we are like let's say on the phone and we're talking and it's been five minutes and it's been nothing but negativity those whole five minutes okay, I know it's time to hang up and say, hey, you know, like this has been great, but I got to go feed the dog or I got to go walk the dog or I got to go make dinner. Mm -hmm. Like you can make an excuse to hang up,
0: you know? Yeah. You
1: don't have to sit through that Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it ruins your day. For
0: real. And your mind frame. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that. I was actually thinking whenever we were talking about this topic I had actually been thinking about not just necessarily toxic relationships, but also having to end relationships that aren't toxic in your life. That they're, they're fairly healthy, mm-hmm. but those relationships kind of fall apart with time. They usually fall apart in a healthy way, sort of. Mm-hmm. As I don't even know, like, if that even makes sense. Like, oh, for right. sure, yeah. Uh, Because I'm pretty sure all of us have had like a few friendships or partnerships or whatever it may be that they just, I don't know, you just go your separate ways. Mm -hmm. And that's another form of a relationship ending, but we don't exactly think of those as this kind of thing as well Mm -hmm. whenever we're talking about it. And it's not necessarily that something bad happened between you or them, it's just life just takes you separate ways. Like I do believe that in those instances, you're meant to cross paths and run the same path that you're supposed to forever, how long that you're supposed to, but eventually your lives take different paths and that's okay. For sure. And I think the best
1: example for that that I can think of is friends that you have during school time. mm -hmm. So whether it's elementary, middle school, high school, or even college, or even grad school after that. Mm I do think that people come in your life for a reason, for a purpose, and not all of them are meant to stay forever.
0: Right. One that I would want to add on there is, like, work friends. Like, some of mm. them don't actually stay in your life for the rest of your life. Thankfully, some do. Right. You know, there are some work relationships or some school friendships that you carry for the rest of your life, and I think those are beautiful, but obviously not every single person that you meet in school and every single person that you meet at work is going to be in your life for forever. The- the remainder of your life. Right.
1: But. I think it's super important what you said that it doesn't necessarily mean they're toxic. It just mm-hmm. they ran their course. They made their purpose. They did mm-hmm. what they were there to do. It's just time to move on after that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, but it's bittersweet. It's sad, but it's For sure. good memories at the same time. Yeah. Because I'm it's sure same. we've all had
1: them. I had a very, I think two very, very dear like close friends of mine through middle school We well, actually had three but one of them is still my BFF but he's been my we've been besties since fourth grade mm-hmm. and that's one of those that's not super common mm-hmm. but um we've just stayed close throughout the whole time you know Yeah, but there's been two other ones that I was just so close to them in middle school and I thought I was going to be close with them forever because you know in the moments like BFFs forever yeah well that's what The BFF is best friend forever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they just ran this course. And I'm not going to lie. In the moment, it did hurt me a lot when I grew apart from them. Mm -hmm. But I think it was because I didn't know it wasn't going to be forever. I really thought it was going to be forever. And then Mm -hmm. once we grew apart, like it really hit me. And one of them specifically actually sent me through a depressive mode. Mm -hmm. Depressive phase that um, i actually had to deal with in therapy i don't know why that one like just hit me really hard Mm -hmm. and the crazy part is like we're still friends i still talk to this person but we're not like super best friends okay i think it's the fact that we grew apart from being like best friends to just more like acquaintances Mm -hmm. it's i don't know like i would consider her a friend but it's not like we talk all the time we don't really even hang out Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah But yeah, that one did hit me. But again, it was not negative. Nothing happened. Like, we didn't have a super big fight. It just grew apart. Yeah, I think that's what happens the older we get, because obviously, we both got busy. We both were in relationships. And you know, especially in high school, when you're in a relationship, like, that's all you do. Yeah especially i feel like especially for girls Mm -hmm. like we just like live breathe our boyfriends right
0: (laughs) it's again how we talked in previous episodes like our boyfriends become our identity during those times yeah it's like i'm no longer dulce i'm dulce and yeah
1: and if it's not with the person it i don't even know what to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah especially i mean especially when you're in high school because monday through friday all you do is school and then on the weekend you hang out with them so it's like all you do school and boyfriend school Mm -hmm. and boyfriend
0: well for me at the time it was like school work boyfriend school work boyfriend gotcha (laughs) for me it was school well boyfriend while at school sort (laughs) of thing and then sometimes on the weekend but not always yeah no i feel you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so i do want to go very into detail on Different types of relationships that we go through and kind of how to categorize them, how to realize what they are Mm -hmm. and what to look for within that kind of relationship and help somebody to realize, hey, maybe this is what my friendship relationship is starting to look like. Maybe it's time to call it quits and step back, you know, little by little, because it's actually kind of sad when I was making this list i realized that my previous relationship actually fit into like all of it mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like this is sad it fits into almost every single thing and i'm not just pinning it on the other person like there were some things where i'm like i'm kind of i'm guilty of doing
2: mm-hmm. right and you also
1: have to realize that you have to be self-aware and realize that if this is what you're doing in relationships it's time to like work on yourself because mm-hmm. you can't
0: you can't blame just the other person, right. especially if there's two sides to every single relationship. The only way a relationship works is if both people put in the work for it. Exactly. And if one person's not putting in the work for it, the other person's going to um, end up following that lead. For eventually.
1: sure. it que seas la persona toxica that's hurting somebody else. Like, you also mm-hmm. don't want to be that person either. Right. Because we have said that on this podcast, we are from Believer's firm believers of karma Mm -hmm. and if that's what you're putting into someone's life more than likely Mm -hmm. the relationship's just not gonna last Mm -hmm. and then when you move on to something else that's just gonna come right back to you exactly Mm -hmm. you don't want to get hurt either right i mean you shouldn't just do it for selfish reasons to not Mm -hmm. get hurt in the future but you know what i mean like yeah don't hurt someone else in the
0: present don't hurt yourself in the future Mm -hmm. it's important to hold yourself accountable that doesn't mean that you're uh, blaming yourself is just you're acknowledging what your part did, mm-hmm. and that way you can learn and grow from it. That way you don't create the same mistakes anymore. For sure, so accountability is not a bad thing. No, it's not at thing. all.
1: Especially in this type of situation, I think that if you're not self-aware, not only are you not fixing it, but you're also going to cause these kind of problems in your next relationship. Because these mm-hmm. things don't just fix themselves because right. you're with a different person. Mm-hmm. You know. Just like with me, like, I was with a super toxic person, so I left, and if they don't work on themselves, just because I'm not with them anymore doesn't mean they're fixed. Like, they have to fix themselves, or the next relationship they get into, they're going to hurt the other person just, like, how they hurt me type thing. Yeah. I love how I'm like, don't blame the other people, and I'm over here just like, they need to fix it. But no, like, just with me, like, if I don't fix my problems that I had with this person, it's going to translate Maybe in a different way, but same issues with another person. Right. The cycle is just going to keep repeating with the same. It's the same cycle, just different person. Exactly. That's why it's a saying, if you're not happy within yourself, you're never going to be happy. Like, no one can give you happiness. Someone can definitely definitely amplify it, but you have to be happy within yourself to start. For sure. You can't be, like, miserable and sad and toxic and then, hallelujah, here comes a person that's all sunshines and rainbow and... Auto- automatically you're just different like that's just not how it is yeah Even if anything you're gonna dip their light mm-hmm. which fucking sucks but
0: right. you know fix yourself <laughs> truth be told i feel like i was and i actually was that kind of person in my last relationship the toxic one Mm-hmm. so i was in a very depressive episode right before being in that relationship and it ultimately it I wouldn't say got me out of it, but I wasn't exactly happy on my own. And I basically gave him the task of making me happy, right? And that's not fair to him, you know? But I just saw that as like, oh, he's going to fix some sort of thing. Like, he's going to bring happiness to me. Like, I'm not going to feel this way anymore, basically. Right. And which, that's how it was for a while, you know? And then later on like all like the emotions kind of you know the emotions of going through like relationships it's like very especially during those kinds of relationships it's very up and down so there's times where it's like you're very down and then other times it's like you're you're ecstatic about everything mm-hmm. you know so it was very chaotic emotionally in that sense mm-hmm. so and we both played a part in it it wasn't just me like it was both sides, like, it wasn't just one person being toxic, like, we, we both were, basically, Mm -hmm. and it's not fair to place your happiness in someone else's hands, because ultimately, once they stop making you happy for certain moments, you kind of start building some sort of resentment towards them, Mm -hmm. in a sense, and not only that, but towards the end, I feel like, I felt like I was, stuck there mostly because i felt like i owed him something because of the happiness that he brought to me Mm -hmm. during our our relationship and that was fair to me and that certainly wasn't fair to him no for sure
2: yeah
1: so the whole dynamic then becomes very toxic Mm -hmm. and that's actually one of the tells in one of these categories so if you don't mind i'm gonna go ahead and start with the categories and we'll go ahead and go down to them because now that you're saying all of this in your past it fits a lot of this stuff you know Mm -hmm. and it just goes into specific categories like I said so the first one is consistent negativity Mm -hmm. so what would fall under that is you are constantly receiving criticism and put downs Mm -hmm. you are in never-ending drama and or conflict You get a lot of negative talk about yourself, your dreams, your goals. And there is a lack of emotional support and encouragement. And they only acknowledge the negative in situations and never the positive. So, I mean, that's pretty, I think, forward if you are with someone or if you're the one doing it. But if one person in the relationship is constantly putting the other down, if one of you has goals, which a lot of us do, but a lot of us don't. So, if you have goals and that person is constantly telling you, like, no, you will never achieve it, or like even laughing your face, like, how you are going to achieve that, mm-hmm. why would yeah. you want to be with someone like that? Because ultimately, it's going to hurt your self esteem. It's going to help you not becoming your best self. It's going to cause you to not go for those goals. Who wants that? For okay. what? And I think a lot of the times when people are negative in this sense, it's because they're insecure about themselves. And it could be because maybe they don't have goals. So they see that they don't have goals, but you do. So they're going to put you down to bring you to their level. Mm-hmm. And why would you want that? Right. The whole point of goals for you to try to be a better self is because you want to be higher. in whatever kind of aspect that means in your life, you mm-hmm. just want to move up. But that person is down. And doesn't want you to move up. They're just going to drag you down with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that constant
0: negativity, yeah, that's fine. And the thing mm-hmm. is, they they may not even be, that person that puts you down may not be able to even admit to themselves that they don't want you to succeed. That may be like a subconscious thing for on them. Like, and I think most of the
1: time they don't realize what
0: they're doing. Yeah, they don't realize that they're putting you down to them, they're just pointing certain things out that they see, but the only thing is, the only thing that they can see is the negative of everything because that's where their mentality is at. Right. So sometimes it may not be that they're doing purposefully, but that's where their mentality is. And because that's where their mentality is, that's the only thing that they can see and everything that they want to see has to be in their scope of sight. So if whatever you're doing doesn't match, their mentality, obviously they have to bring it back down in order for them to even see it, so. For sure, and I think that goes hand in hand with
1: what we just said, it just comes from what they have. Mm -hmm. They just have negativity, they don't have goal setting, they don't have wanting to get better, so it's just what they're gonna project. Mm -hmm. And again, it may not always be what they intend to do, but if it's what always comes out, it makes it a bad, toxic relationship. Right. And again, it doesn't always mean romantic. It can be a boss who's mm-hmm. constantly putting your career goals down, mm-hmm. or it could be a friend who also just putting you down. It could be a parent. Unfortunately, a lot of parents are super negative to their kids. It could be a sibling, like literally anybody. Right. But if you see these kinds of signs in your relationship, it may be time to step back. But again, if you notice you're the one constantly doing, just me, it just may be time to reflect on it and mm-hmm. give it a change. Right because consistently being around negative behavior may cause you to have a lower self-esteem and just makes it harder for you to achieve your goals and becoming your best self and obviously it is a strong sign that it may be time to walk away from that relationship Mm -hmm. or distance yourself because we've said it may not be the easiest to just cut them off Mm -hmm. but you can definitely set your boundaries set your space and not allow that to become your space, right? you know? But moving on to the second kind of relationship or the second red flag, let's call them red flags, (laughs) is lack of trust. So the way that projects is dishonesty. So the way it manifests, it can be dishonesty, broken promises, infidelity, of course, betrayal, and gaslighting. Mm. I feel like in these past... Years, gaslighting has become a very prominent word that a lot of people have been using. If any of you are curious as far as to what it means, it is the manipulation of information to make you doubt your own perceptions or memories.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just literally someone lying to you and saying, no, you're remembering wrong or no, you're wrong. Like This is how it is yeah. when you're in the right.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: they do that to alter your perception perception and your memories which mm-hmm. is obviously really messed up and if you see any of these things in any sort of relationship definitely time to bounce. yeah for sure because trust in my opinion is super fundamental and I would say at least for me number one because I know it can be different in different people's lists, but for me trust is number one because what is a good relationship friendship without without trust right i should be able to trust you in so many different ways i should be able to trust that you're saying the truth mm-hmm. i should be able to trust that you're not gonna go out and like spill my secrets i should be able to trust that i can be vulnerable with you you know right that this is a safe space that i can talk to you that you're not gonna go and spill that you're not gonna go and be um in in a relationship that you're not gonna go and like cheat on me you know so many different things but yeah lack of trust number two flag
0: yeah in that sense i feel like one one of the things that i did which wasn't exactly the healthiest things which i think i've mentioned in one of our previous episodes where i would basically set him up with certain questions that i already knew the answers to to see if he would lie and <laughs> set him up to fail that's, that's basically not, what i did i don't think so i feel like on both ends you know because i could have done that a lot better rather than asking him questions to set him up i could have just confronted him with the actual truth that i knew you know yeah but he also could have not lied That's <laughs> i mean so like again it goes both ways right you know it wasn't just me being toxic it was also him right you know
1: but see would you set him up with those kind of questions because you already had no trust in him uh like there was already a lack of trust yeah basically
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and that that's why it's like a red flag yeah I just especially in a romantic relationship I just never see it working if you don't trust one another for sure
0: it just I completely agree with that
1: like you know what I mean especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to infidelity because that's like one of the biggest ones Mm mhm there's just no way around it, you know? Right. And I feel like you're just making yourself miserable if you're allowing yourself to just kind of put up with it mm-hmm. in whatever shape, way, or form that looks. For sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. I can confirm. Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it.
1: Don't do it.
0: Be careful for me.
1: Yes. Take it from the people who've gone through it for years. <laughs> because you know what? Like after trust is broken, it, it's just so difficult to repair. And if you are frequent if you are frequently questioning the other person's words or action, feeling uncertain or insecure within the relationship or struggling to forgive past betrayals, it's a sign that you may need to walk away. Yeah. And that's something I struggled with. There are people who are in romantic relationships who say, you know what? I think this was a one-time mistake. I can forgive them. I can let it go. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. But I think in those instances, you have to take a really close look at yourself and realize if it is something that you're willing to do because no no one's holding a gun to your head. It is a full choice you are making. And I know this from personal experience and I've heard other people talking about it. That you say yes, no, like I'm willing to forgive it, look past it, like let's move on. But any little thing that reminds you even remotely of that, you bring it up Mm -hmm. and then it causes more arguments. So one, that's not fair to you because why would you want to be somewhere where you're constantly triggered? And two, it's not fair to the other person because let's say it really was a one-time mistake. I think it's hard for that to actually be the case. But I do think it can be the case for some, like, they really, truly just messed up and it was just one time, like a one time thing never going to happen again. It's not fair to them because they truly did mess up. They want to make it right. They will never do it again. But you're constantly, like, shoving it in their face. You know, like, Mm -hmm. this is what you did. You messed up. Like, that's not fair to either of you. Right. So I think if you're the person that decides to look past it, you truly have to look past it, which
0: is really hard to do. I agree, for sure. And also, it's very important to distinguish between a mistake and a pattern because they may say it's a mistake, but if they continue to do it, that's not a mistake. At that point, that's a pattern because they didn't. A mistake is something that you do that you learn from and that you grow from it. So you don't repeat that same process. That's a mistake. Mm-hmm. A pattern is something that you continue to keep doing and that you don't learn from. Right. So, be able to distinguish from that. Like, are they did they commit a mistake, or is that really just a pattern? Because a pattern is not so easily forgivable, and I, in my opinion, you can't really forgive a pattern. Right. Because it's just going to continue to happen. That's the
1: thing. It's never going to stop. So, of course, you're going to be like, I'm sorry, baby. It's never going to happen. Boom. Two months later, it happens again. Mm -hmm. So, at that point, you're putting yourself through that hurt. Right. Because you already know how they act. Mm -hmm. This is what my therapist told me about one time with my dad. I was, like, really upset about something that had happened like, years ago. It wasn't, like, recently, but I was just kind of remembering, and, you know, those times where you relive it, you get all mad again, and I was telling her, I'm mad because my dad did did this again, and she was like, okay, look at it in a different way. Has he ever done anything differently? I was like, no. It's like, okay, you expect him to do something differently, but he has shown you to continuously disappoint you, so why would you expect him to do any different? I was like, I mean, you're right. He makes a good point. Right. (laughs) I was like, I know you're right, but still. And not to say, like, I was completely in the wrong because he's still my dad. Whether he was there in the picture or not, he's still my father. And I still expected him to do this particular thing, which wasn't even anything big. I just needed his signature for something. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't give it to me. Excuse me. But he never did. And he had done that previously. Like, he... The way my therapist put it is at least he was consistent, consistently being disappointing. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and I know like that's still your father and he, it's not right. He should do the right thing. But if he's shown you time and time again, years and years and years later, why are you still expecting different behavior? Mm -hmm. She basically told me in other words, I'm setting myself up for disappointment. That makes sense. And when she said it like that, I was like, damn it, why are you always right? <laughs> so it's truly my fault. No, it's not, to, it's not to point fingers and put blame on anyone. It's just right. realizing things for what they are mm-hmm. and setting up yourself to not be disappointed. Right. So if someone's continuously showing you disappointment, why expect any different from them? At that point, you're the one being kind of dumb. right? Because if they're showing you time and time again that they're not going to change... But you continue to believe they are like you're just setting yourself up for mental failure
0: yeah man that really just hit for me
1: <laughs> and I, again that can look in any way you know i didn't realize it until i talked about it with her that i was doing that with my dad someone who has never been in my life who i never see we don't even live in the same country mm-hmm. but it was still affecting me you know it was still making me super angry That's what she was like well Of course, she didn't say it like that, but ultimately it was like, it's kind of your fault. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you got to see things different, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I guess. I (laughs) guess you're right. (laughs) But all right, moving on to red flag number three is disrespect. Mm. And that one manifests in verbal put-downs and condescending tones, dismissing your feelings, opinions, and or needs, ignoring boundaries or disregarding your wishes, belittling your goals and accomplishments, physical or emotional intimidation, and not respecting your personal space or belongings. So obviously disrespect is super important.
0: Respect. Respect.
1: (laughs) Whoa, yeah. No, disrespect is not important. (laughs) Respect is important. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: Disrespect is super important to not ignore. Yes. Disrespect can certainly be one of those patterns in those toxic relationships. And it's very easy to overlook them. It's harder to catch on to it, mm-hmm. especially if they're doing it in one way and then you confront them about it and they do it in a, in a different way. You confront them about that. And then they basically started changing the way that they do it. Right? But still ultimately disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But if they're doing it over the same topic or over the same situation over and over again, then that is ultimately a pattern. Mm-hmm. So obviously, that also falls into that also leads to the mistrust in the relationship. Because once you start disrespecting that person, you can start trusting that they won't keep respecting you. Right.
1: No, I definitely agree. And I would say, honestly, for me, what I've learned in like the past relationships is that I actually value respect more than I do love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I do believe someone can love you and still disrespect you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what is love if you're still gonna stay disrespecting me? Mm-hmm. Like the way I would see it in past relationships, it's like, I've done this and that to help you and to be there for you. And the way you repay me is with disrespect. Like that just hurts so much. Yeah. You know, and not to say like you owe me anything because I was there for you. No, like when I do that, I do it to help you. But the least you can do is respect me after that, you know? Right. And not to go to too many specifics about the relationship, but it's, as far as like, respect me enough to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Respect me enough to man up and tell me, hey, I fucked up. This is what I did.
2: Mm-hmm. Or
1: respect me enough to walk away. Right, You know what I mean? Like, why continuously stay in a relationship where you're going to disrespect someone at that point? like, do you? I just, it never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Why always be in a relationship where you're continuously disrespecting someone? right i don't know i mean maybe because it makes them feel superior in some way shape or form but obviously it just hits home for me and it just does not make sense like just fucking walk away dude Mm
0: -hmm. you know yeah that makes sense and then i mean additionally too it's just that someone can love you and not respect you and that doesn't mean that they don't love you but they're just they're only able to love you in the capacity that they're able to love themselves so ultimately they become disrespectful because they also don't respect themselves in that same way right and again it doesn't mean that the person didn't love you they just didn't love you in the way that you needed to be loved
1: right that's why i think it's super important to talk about these sort of things and kind of analyze what is important to the person you're with And make sure that they align because, like, let's say for me, respect is super important, even more so than love. Mm -hmm. But I'm with someone else who's like, eh, like, they don't see it the same way. It's not going to work out. Right. Because they don't hold it to the pedestal, for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. that I do. Right. You know? And for me, in my head, I'm like, well, that should be common sense. Like, you are with someone, you respect them. But the older you get, the more you start to realize that common sense isn't common for everyone. Mm -hmm. So it's things that have to be put on the table and you have to like say it out loud and say, this is what I expect. This is what I want Mm -hmm. for them to know it's what you want. Then if they already know you told them and they're still disrespecting those boundaries, disrespecting those wishes, which is one of the signs time to walk away right because then at that point in my opinion it's even double the disrespect because yeah. now they're very much aware you told them mm-hmm. and they're just like i don't care yeah you know mm-hmm. if the other person is consistently failing to treat you with kindness consideration and respect it may be a sign that that relationship is not healthy for you respect is fundamental in any sort of relationship and everyone deserves to be treated And everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. And if you're getting anything less than that, it may be a sign to walk away. Don't put up with anything less than that. Everyone deserves at least respect and, you know, to be treated with dignity. And moving on to red flag number four, I think it's probably the most obvious one would be toxic behavior. Yes. And I think it's also the easiest to identify Mm -hmm, for sure. So the way this manifests is manipulation, which is using guilt, anger or emotional blackmail to control your emotions and decisions. Mm -hmm. Emotional abuse, gaslighting again. Passive aggressive behavior. So that means they're indirectly expressing negative feelings through actions or subtle behaviors. Chronic selfishness behavior which is prioritizing their own needs and desires without any regard of your well-being, enabling or encouraging harmful behaviors such as substance abuse. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one that a lot of us deal with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, especially con los latinos, somos Infamous for saying "es tóxico, es tóxica," mm-hmm. and I think we started saying it almost in like a jokingly, like almost loving way, like "oh, me tóxica," uh-huh. but like it ain't cute.
2: No, go get some
1: help, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't know. I cannot get with the whole wave of romanticizing toxic behavior, mm-hmm. like when guys are saying, "Oh, I want a girl that will smash my windows when she's mad," or. A girl that will throw a pan at me when we're arguing. Like, I've legit seen guys say that. And I'm like, go get help, please. Why Why would you want that? Mm -hmm. Because it can start off cute or whatever you think it is. But someone's life can be lost in that process. Like, Mm -hmm. that shit is serious. It is. And I can't, I don't know. I think a lot of shit for me changed after I became a mom. I just cannot see me like being okay with my son being in a toxic relationship or like with Mm -hmm. the girl that hates him you know and that's the way i see it like why would anyone want to do that
2: Mm ew yeah
1: or like you know those couples that fight in public Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just so gross to me and it's so cringe like yeah and the fact that some of you want it Mm -hmm. please go get help
0: (laughs) something's not okay
1: legit like something's not okay with you and if you thrive in toxic environments That should say to you a lot more than you probably acknowledge it for. Sips (laughs) (laughs) teeth. So I just want to touch a little base on the very last one, which is enabling and encouraging harmful behaviors, you know, such as substance abuse. A lot of the times we see it as, oh, they're just like having fun with me, and they're just, you know, okay with who I am. You have to realize if someone truly loves you, they're not going to allow you to harm yourself. So Mm -hmm. whether it be like a substance abuse, whether you're addicted to cocaine or any other type of drug or alcohol or any harmful behavior and you think they love you because they're okay with it. It's actually the complete fucking opposite. Mm -hmm. Someone who truly loves you is going to call you out for your shit and tell you that you are going to end up either like dead or in jail in the route that you're going and you need to change your ways. Mm -hmm. I never understood why some people were mistaking
2: enabling Mm -hmm. for love
1: right it's not okay because Mm -hmm. a lot of enabling behavior just is basically saying I'm okay with what you're doing and if you die like you die Mm -hmm. because a lot of harmful behaviors like that's where you're going to end up you know in whatever way it may look it's not just substance abuse it can be like a the show that came to mind is like My 600 Pound Life. Mm-hmm. Like, people that are extremely obese on the verge of dying, and they have like their mother or their boyfriend constantly feeding them these unhealthy foods just because, oh, this is what they like. This is me loving them. No, that is you pushing them further down the dying line. Right. You have to call them out on their shit and say, hey, you're living a super unhealthy life. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. I want you alive because I love you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I did want to say that because it's very sad (laughs) and enabling is. is not love
0: it's not but it also does make sense because whenever someone enables your behavior especially whenever you're not ready to leave that behavior it's easier to stay with that person and it's a lot harder to stay with someone who challenges you to change your behaviors and to do better because whenever they're challenging you and you're not ready to change it might feel like they're attacking you and that might like it it's not that they're attacking you or that they're insulting you in any sort of way it's just that you're just not ready for that challenge yet Mm -hmm. you know no for sure so
1: but you also have to love yourself enough to realize that right (laughs) what they're trying to do is help you and not like again pushing you down the Excuse me pushing you down further the dying line, like mm-hmm. someone truly loves you, they don't want you to die, they want you to be here with them, you know. Right, but needless to say, toxic relationships obviously can be extremely harmful and draining. If you are often walking on eggshells, feeling anxious and uncertain, or struggling to assert your own needs and boundaries, it may be time to walk away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on to red flag number five, it is. Lack of communication. Mm -hmm. I think that's the one a lot of girls struggle with as far as like they're the toxic ones doing it.
0: (laughs) But not communicating? Right. Yes. I I, I can
1: confirm. (laughs) So let's see what are some ways it can manifest. So lack of communication can manifest in avoiding conversations about important topics or conflicts, not actively listening or responding thoughtfully, Defensiveness or stonewalling, not making an effort to see their perspective, ignoring their needs or feelings, and not being open or honest about your own thoughts and feelings. For sure. I think, I don't know why, but what comes to mind with when I'm reading these is people pleasing. Yes. People pleasers. Right. Right. Because one of the things that you guys struggle (laughs) with is you don't want conflict. Mm -hmm. And when you don't want conflict, you just agree with basically anything they say. Therefore, you don't communicate. Right. And therefore, they don't know it's a problem. Mm -hmm. But on your end, it's building up, building up, building up. And then you just... Yeah. And then they're all like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Like, where did this come from? To them, it's like it came out of nowhere. But to you, it's like... This has been brewing for months or days or years whatever, Mm -hmm. how long it may be. Right.
0: And that's also not fair to that person either. And it's also not fair to you. But I understand being the people pleaser in that sort of toxic relationship, it's difficult to speak up for yourself or to communicate, particularly because of the fear of the conflict. So you'll try to do whatever is necessary to... Avoid all the conflict, and by all means, like it's great to keep the peace and everything. But at the same time, is there actually any peace if you're not keeping the peace within yourself? Mm -hmm. You know. So yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, is there actually any peace outside of you if you can't find any peace or you can't make that peace within you? Mm -hmm. You know. Because you know the saying, "I rather." lose the battle to win
1: the war
2: mm-hmm.
1: i feel like it like in this instance that's the mindset but you're ultimately losing both mm-hmm. because you don't want there to be a battle but all that bottling up is going to cost a war mm-hmm. later on mm-hmm. so you're avoiding conflict but that's just going to make a bigger conflict in the future
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> and then you Ultimately, I feel like you become unhappy Mm -hmm. in the relationship because you don't feel heard. But it's like, how can you be heard if you don't speak up? Right. And you can
0: oftentimes you become resentful as well.
1: For sure. Mm -hmm. But if you are the one who is speaking up and they're still disregarding your emotions and they just are stonewalling you and they're like, I don't even want to talk about it. They get just super defensive. That's also not good. And it's... There's time to bounce. <laughs> yeah. Because when there is no communication, it's easier to lead to misunderstandings, mm-hmm. resentment, and feelings of disconnect. If any party is not willing to, if any party is not willing or able to work on improving communications, it is a sign to walk away. Mm-hmm. Communication is so important in any sort of relationship. Both parties should be heard. Both parties should feel heard and feel safe. It's not fair to either one, no matter, you know, what way you look at it, if there's a lack of communication. Mm -hmm. So moving on to the next red flag, I think this one is the most interesting to me, and the one I'm like, on the fence about, and that is differing values.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: And the way that manifests is important fundamental differences may include politics or religion, Conflicting views on important life goals or priorities, different attitudes towards relationships, commitment, or family, and incompatible values around honesty, trust, or respect. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a really good one that circles back to what I said about getting with someone who has the same amount of, excuse me. Or someone who values respect as much as me. Mm -hmm. Because not everyone does, even though I think it's common sense and everyone should. Not everyone does. Right. And if I hold respect as number one, but someone else doesn't, they will never be able to see why I have such a problem with the disrespect. Because they don't hold it as up high as I do. Right. And... but like i said this is one of the most interesting ones to me and the reason why i said i'm like on the fence about it is with things like politics and religion i have thought about i have thought about it before like would i be okay dating with someone outside of my religion Mm
2: -hmm.
1: would i be okay with some would i be okay dating someone who is like the complete opposite when it comes to politics Mm -hmm. one i'm not a very political person But, there are certain political things that I do hold very important, like, dear to me, because they hit home. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those things are, like, immigration, you know? And obviously, things like human rights, women's rights. Would I be okay dating someone who not only doesn't value it, but someone who is, like, opposed to
0: it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you think on that? I think... It could go either way, because obviously every person is different, so you're obviously not going to have a lot of differences. For sure. But I think for the most part, for in a relationship to work, the biggest or most important balance that each person has should be either respected and valued the same way, if not more, by the other person in the relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think if it, it when it comes to the most important values that you hold for yourself, in your life if the other person is opposed to them that just creates a conflict and especially if neither sides are willing to come to a compromise i feel like that relationship wouldn't work right you know like what i can see for myself is
1: again going back to religion just because i am very firm in my religion And I would want my kids to be raised within that religion. And I can see where that could be a conflict. Like, let's say I date someone who's not Catholic. And let's say they're Baptist, just to throw a name out there. And they are very strong about raising their kids Baptist. Mm -hmm. If we have a child, that will never work because they're like, no, he, she's going to be Baptist. And I'm like, no, he, she's going to be Catholic, you know. And that's why it's super important. I mean, that one's speaking way more into the future, like, if you were to have kids. But if that is the plan and you're with someone, it is super important to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Because even though it may seem like, oh, no, we're just dating and, like, I'm going to scare her, scare him. No, you need to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Maybe not on the first date, yes. Right. But if, if things are come serious. Come to him be, like, on the first date,
0: like, oh, we're, we're going to have these six beautiful kids we're gonna get married in this place we're gonna live here we're gonna have this job i'm gonna have that job
1: and they're gonna be catholic
0: kids <laughs> you're just scaring him off girl yeah but when like if you're already dating
1: it's been i don't know a year like i think it's a good time to have that conversation mm-hmm. because i've heard of a lot of people who don't have those conversations because they they're like no it's not that important but then
0: not the line they and have it kids. comes before they even have that conversation. It's just like, well, now you have to have that conversation. You don't even know what they even thought before even having that whole situation start up.
1: And with that one specifically, it's gonna be Mm -hmm. a little harder to come up with, you know, with the solution once the kid's already here, Mm -hmm. like then there's no really going back. (laughs) The kid's already here. Mm -hmm. You can't put the child back. (laughs) (laughs) I have my receipt returned. (laughs) Refund. Another one I think is super important to talk about, especially with our generation, because I feel like we're in a place where as a society, as a generation, we're switching from the the man pays everything and the woman says stay at home mom. Now we believe a lot where the woman also goes out into the working into the field, works, has a career. You know, a lot of things are fifty-fifty. I do know of some people that even though the woman works, the man still takes care of everything and like what she makes is for her Mm -hmm. and he provides for the family, you know? I think that conversation is super important to have because if you are a woman who believes that a man should pay for everything, even if you have your own career and you marry a man or you get with a man who believes in 50-50, the problems were going to be non-ending. Mm -hmm. the problems are always going to be there because those are fundamental different beliefs. You think he should pay for everything he says. You should pay for half. You work. Why not? Mm -hmm. That ain't going to work. And more often than not, neither of you are going to change your mind. And one of you is going to have to compromise and then become resentful Mm -hmm. or just end up leaving the whole relationship altogether because it's not what you want. And this one... I thought it was interesting and I also wanted to bring it up because I never saw it as an issue until I saw it in a post where it made me see things differently. I'm one of those believers that, yes, I'll pay 50-50, but like you got to help me at home too. That's a whole other thing, you know? Right. There's men who believe just because they provide half of everything, like that's it, that they're done. Mm-hmm. But then the woman is providing 100% at home on top of the 50% financially. Right. Now I'm bringing in 150, you're bringing in 50.
2: Yeah.
1: That ain't no 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I used to like blame my ex because that's how it was in my past relationship if you couldn't tell <laughs> speaking from a place of heart. <laughs> and I blamed him honestly the whole time. I blamed him because how can you not see in my way if I'm bringing in half of the money like you need to help me at home, especially when we have a kid? Like I shouldn't have to parent my kid of the time, clean 100% of the time, cook 100% of the time, wash clothes 100% of the time, and still pay you for half of everything, and, like, you're okay just coming home and, like, playing video games for the rest of the... Like, Mm -hmm. make it make sense, bitch, right? Again, to me, common sense. Right. To him, that's just how it was. Right. We never had those conversations, and I never knew what he wanted out of life. I never knew if till this day I don't think I've ever asked him because we're not together anymore so like why right but till this day I don't know if he wants a wife or if he wants a partner that pays 50-50 and does everything at home or if he's okay with having a stay-at-home partner you know like I don't know because we never had those conversations because I never realized it would be important until it was an issue right and why wait until it's an issue like I know there's so many conversations to have but I mean better to have them than to wait because they're not important and then they become the issue Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I just wanted to bring it up because again some people may not see it as something they have to talk about but I want to put it out there talk about it with your partner it is so important and that is believes that like you should be with someone who wants the same things out of life
2: mm-hmm.
1: like if you're a woman like I'm point out and I'm gonna put her on the side <laughs> if you're a woman who doesn't want kids don't be with the man who that like that's all he wants
2: because
1: mm-hmm. that's one instance where you can't really compromise either right. you have kids or you don't mm-hmm. and if you are at a point in your life where you don't want children what would you want to be with someone who that's you know as their ultimate goal I feel like one of you is just not going to be happy in that right in that um situation (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just those things like i don't know it's just so important
0: Mm -hmm. to be with someone who wants the same things out of life as you right i completely agree i completely agree and it's not just about kids because there's other fundamental values so many beyond just having kids especially for someone who doesn't want to have kids other parts of the life are also important whether you have kids or not it's about what kind of work you're doing like where you're doing this work especially because if you're in a relationship let's say it starts out here in Texas and then you're later on in life your work takes you out to California but your partner doesn't want to move over there how is that going to work you know you have to and obviously those kinds of promotions don't exactly you can't exactly plan for those kinds of things. Right. Right, but it's important to, to get your partner's point of view on those kinds of things because ultimately, you're creating a life together. It's not just your life anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And this one obviously is specifically for relation, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. but I do think it can translate into friendships a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, obviously, maybe not like the kid thing, the money thing, but I think more social issues Mm -hmm. because there may be things where let's say I'm completely not okay with something and I wouldn't even be okay with someone like being around someone who believes that Mm -hmm. but let's say you do you also have to see that even though I love you as a friend but you just have this one belief that I'm like I just don't see how you might like I don't know how you believe it Mm -hmm. I mean it could be possible to walk away from that Right. if you're just so opposed to it and i think that's okay mm-hmm. because i do think having different beliefs and certain things is good because that's where challenging conversations come in but you have to see what works for your life you know right there are certain people that may not be okay with associating with people with certain beliefs and i think it's okay to feel okay
2: mm-hmm.
1: in not associating yourself with those people right <laughs> just wanted to put that out there To say with all of that as well, when values don't align, it can create tension, conflict, and a sense of disconnect. It is possible to have differences and still maintain a relationship. However, if core values and beliefs are too far apart, it can be challenging to maintain it healthy.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. You also don't want to be arguing 24-7 about your different values right Mm -hmm. especially if it's things that hit home Mm -hmm. you get very passionate about it obviously and the other person may too and you may start saying things that you are personally attacking them on you know right and you don't want to be in that kind of relationship Mm -hmm. or friendship and then just on my end we have the very last red flag which is feeling trapped Mm-hmm. And this is the one that reminded me of when you said you felt like you just had to be there because you, like, owed him something. Mm-hmm. So the way people feel trapped is feeling like you're losing a sense of self or identity, being overly dependent on the other person for emotional support or validation. Literally what I explained. <laughs> feeling like you're stuck in a rut and can't grow or change and having a sense of resignation or hopelessness about the relationship. Mm-hmm. I like the, well, I don't like it, but <laughs> the one that sticks out to me the most is feeling like you're stuck in a rut and can grow or change because I do, we kind of touched based on it. If you're a person of goals, ambition, wants to do more wants to grow as a person and you're with someone who just does not value that because not everyone wants that and I think that's okay. But if you're with someone who doesn't have goals, who doesn't have ambition, who doesn't want to do more, also coming from a place of, I've lived it, (laughs) um, you're not gonna make the other person ambitious. Mm -hmm. It's just not gonna happen. I think ambition is one of those things you either have or you don't. Mm -hmm. And there are certain people who don't. And again, that's okay. Not everyone in this world is the same right that's what makes it that's what makes everybody so individual and beautiful mm-hmm. but if you're with someone who just does not have that ambition and you think you can somehow bring it out of them you're not mm-hmm. <laughs> It. they don't have it it's not going to come out of nowhere you're not going to like plant a seed and it's just going to come out now granted I do think some people just need to be pushed or helped a little bit mm-hmm. but you should be the judge of that like you know that person the most and if you can see that they just don't have it in them don't push it right and ultimately i don't like saying it like this but you know hard truth right you're not going to change them yeah <laughs> and it's not your job to. right and they shouldn't have to change for you either mm-hmm. if they're not ambitious and they're okay living the life that they live like they're truly okay with it and you're not you're you're just not meant to be with them right they're not for you and you're not for them mm-hmm. there's someone out there for them who is also okay with that lifestyle you need to go out there and find someone who again aligns with your beliefs yes. it's just as ambitious as you wants exactly what you want so it can work out yeah someone who fits into your lifestyle exactly not everyone's meant for everyone Right. (laughs) That's the whole point of (laughs) us being individuals. Mm -hmm. Because when you begin to feel trapped or suffocated, it leads to Mm -hmm. feelings of desperation and frustration. If you are starting to feel like you're losing your sense of self, it may be a sign to walk away.
0: Mm -hmm. I do want to preface this by saying that even if you or the person that you're in a relationship with struggles with any of like the red flags that we've listed i think it's okay to be with that person so long as that person is aware of the issues of the insecurities the lack of boundaries or whatever it is that they have and that they're willing to work on them and actively are working on them i think it's because i think that whenever we think about trying to have a relationship with someone we like okay we don't want it's like we're saying uh, saying oh i want a boyfriend who is secure in himself he doesn't he isn't insecure about like himself or people around him or whatever he has this and all this other stuff basically painting a perfect picture and build a man yeah literally (laughs) and ultimately i mean maybe someone can fall into that but like be realistic be for
1: fucking real yeah
0: (laughs) how like how many people can actually fit into those boxes you know and damn elise your expectations it can be reached (laughs) (laughs) just kidding just kidding uh, but i think it's important that even then like even if you if it's you like yourself the one that is still struggles with insecurities but you're actively working on them i think it's okay to be in a relationship oh for sure because you're still working on it and ultimately whether whenever you're single and you work through all of your shit basically A lot of other stuff is going to pop up in your life once you get into a relationship because you're being exposed to certain things that you weren't exposed to whenever you were single. Mm -hmm. And it's going to trigger certain things that you didn't know you had triggers for. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to have all those insecurities and have all those things or toxic traits that you still need to work through so long as you're breaking through them. For sure. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't or you don't you shouldn't be in a relationship it just means you just have to work a little bit harder that's all mm-hmm. and it's it's harder nobody can really tell you why you have it harder you just do basically mm-hmm. and it's okay so i 100 mm-hmm. percent
1: agree with you especially like with us we've t- we've been very open about that we've been in not the healthiest of relationships in the past and certain things, like you just said, may come up and new things may come up, like things that we dealt with in the past relationships maybe won't resurface in this relationship, but maybe now we'll have new problems because now we're dealing with a new person, Mm -hmm. you know, and different people bring different sides out of you. Right. And now you may also be dealing with things that, the past relationship left you with and I think that's also one that it's a slippery slope at least for me where it's like do you want to be with a person who is hurting you because of their past hurt like should you be with them and help them through it or should you call it quits because you know it's like it's not my fault you went through this why am I paying the price you know what I mean like it's just it's a slippery slope but again you know your life better than you you know what you're willing to put up with Mm -hmm. and if it really is something that you're like no like I just I cannot live with this even if he is working through it Mm -hmm. it's okay like I was one of those that almost forced myself to be there for somebody emotionally and in the process I broke myself and that's not okay no one deserves or no one is worthy enough for you to not be okay you know what Mm -hmm. I mean It's okay to be there for somebody, but also have those boundaries of, okay, I'll be here for you, but maybe we won't be in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. And even that, a lot of people really can't do that. Right. Because, you know, like, that's also a really hard one to do. So also just know yourself and know your own boundaries and be okay with your boundaries. Because I know, like, even with you, you've said that you've struggled with your boundaries and being okay. But all that just to say, it's okay to put your needs first. Mm Always. Always. Because at the end of the day, if that relationship doesn't work out, you're going to break it off, and then you're not okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's okay to put yourself first. It's important, too. Super important. In that sense, you should be just a tad bit selfish and say, this is not what I want, this is not what I need. Deuces!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one, I, I maybe this is just, a preference for me because I think some other people are okay with this not being part of it but in terms of like a relationship I think it's important for your partner to challenge you to grow because even if they're not challenging you maybe they're just they're enabling you right in everything that you're doing and let's say everything that you're doing like it's, it's like healthy you have everything going good for yourself and but if they're not challenging you to grow, or at least that's because one of, that's one of the values that I have for myself is that I want to keep growing, not just physically in every aspect of my life, but like emotionally, mentally. I want to keep growing throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And I would want someone in, I would want my partner to want to have that same ambition. And I would want him to challenge me As well as i challenge him in that sense Mm -hmm. and that's difficult to do especially for someone who doesn't have that same value because ultimately it'll feel like i'm just attacking him Mm -hmm. right and that's not really my intention i just want him to i'm challenging him to grow right and i would want that the same in return right so again that's i think that's up for Basically, of for preference because I know that not everybody has that same ambition and that's okay yeah you know and ambition
1: can look very different mm-hmm. like you just said for you you want to do it emotionally spiritually mentally mm-hmm. because I think it has that connotation of we always associate it with career yeah you have to be ambitious in your career mm-hmm. and not everyone may want that like maybe I may be okay with someone not being ambitious in their career but I want someone who's ambitious in their personal growth Mm -hmm. so you also have to see what's good for you and what do you want right that's why it's also super important to know yourself Mm -hmm. and be specific yes
2: be specific make
1: a list Of what it is that you want in a partner. And like Mm -hmm. you said earlier, you may not be able to find one that fits every single box because this is not build a man or build a woman, build a partner. (laughs) (laughs) It's only red. Just go to build the bear. (laughs) Build me my perfect man. Mm -hmm. Be super specific, make a list, and use it more as a guideline. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily as they have to check box, they have to check every box specifically. Mm Because again, we're all human, we're all individuals, and we're all still growing. You may find somebody who's not there yet, Mm -hmm. but is working on it. And if you're willing to stick with them through the working process, kudos for you, better for you. (laughs) Because not everyone wants the same thing. And I wanted to point it out when you said it earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt you. When you said that not everyone wants the same thing. Por decir. I don't know where I was going with it. It was going, but then it, it
0: wasn't. The train left the station, but it didn't go to its destination. It hey, went. that
1: ride. <laughs> Barts. <laughs> My train went completely off the fucking rails. It was going somewhere, but no.
0: One other thing is, I think it's important to reflect on all of the relationships that you hold, whether they're current or past. Because out of reflecting from them, it's a way that you can grow from them in terms of learning what it is that you want in those future relationships and what you don't want. Oh, for so sure. let's say in your past friendships, let's uh, you have some toxic friends or you just love some friends that in a healthy way that you just drifted apart. You can reflect on them. And see what it is that you valued from those friendships and what you don't want to repeat again. That way, next time that you choose your friends again, you're not repeating the same mistakes. You know, So if you had a friend in the past who constantly belittled, belittled you, who was always in competition with you, that is a huge one in terms of friendships, I think. Mm-hmm. They're constantly trying to compete with you. If you don't want that same... C- jealousy aspect in your friendships then learn from it reflect on that relationship try to see how it looked like how it even started or how it presented itself that way next time that you choose your next friend you're not repeating that same cycle for sure again.
1: and it's mm-hmm. okay to change yeah. like let's say five years ago you were okay with a certain thing and like you just said you went through a certain relationship friendship and then you're like mm-hmm, maybe i'm not okay with it it's okay. Right. You can change and say, I used to be okay with this, but now I'm not. Mm-hmm. Because experiences in life changes you. That's why we're constantly growing. This mm-hmm. is not a guideline to, you know, like, one size fits all, do this, and you'll be okay with every relationship, friendship you have. No. Right. You have to almost mold it to fit every individual relationship, every individual, individual that you encounter. Mm-hmm. I wish this was a, one size fits all, you figure it once. You figure it out once, once and then like you're good forever. Right?
0: You have to keep figuring it out. And I think that's the same thing with reflections. Whenever you reflect on your past friendship for the first time, you may discover a few things that you didn't pick up on while you were in that friendship. Let's say months down the line, a few years down the lines, you go back and reflect again. You'll pick up on something else that you didn't pick up the first time. So I think it's important to continue reflecting during your lifetime
1: Mm -hmm. I definitely agree this is a never-ending journey and that's why I love it (laughs) always bettering yourself always trying to be the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. and in my opinion to be successful in that you have to surround yourself with the best people for you for sure and what may be best for somebody else may not be the best for you Mm -hmm. and I say that because I think a lot about like gurus on social media especially millionaires so of course A lot of people want to be like them because they want to have the same financial success. So they think because, oh, they do this, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. It may not work for you. It may not work for your lifestyle. Right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like Elon Musk saying that for like months on end, he slept in his office because it was like, work, 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 and just like basically take a nap and get up and work, work, work. Mm -hmm. I may try that, and I'm gonna tell you right now that's gonna burn me the fuck out. And if anything, that's gonna make me sick and cause me to go to the hospital because that's just nothing but stress. And I cannot see myself successfully working in that environment. The same. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. If that works for him, kudos for him. Yeah. Look at me comparing myself to Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're the next Elon Musk.
1: <laughs> but just to say, like, we're all individuals, even mm-hmm. if you wanna. Maybe just mirror mirror someone's life because it's the kind of lifestyle you want. I don't see any problem with that. Yeah, take some tips and tricks. But don't try to mimic word for word, minute by minute, exactly what they do. Because, again, we're all individuals.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: One thing that we have to keep in mind, like, those people are filthy rich.
2: right? We just don't
1: have the same lifestyle. We want to get there, but we're not there yet. So we Mm -hmm. probably can't live that lifestyle. I don't know why I brought millionaires into this, (laughs) but just to say, not everyone is the same, not everything works the same for everybody,
0: Right, and that goes with every aspect of your life, Mm
1: -hmm. friendships included.
0: (laughs) Yes, friendships included. One other thing is, when it comes to friendships and any kind of relationship that you're holding, if it feels very like one-sided, like everything that you're putting into the relationship isn't being reciprocated back, then obviously safe to say that if you weren't the one either making the calls or making the texts, trying to make the plans or reaching out to that person, it's safe to say that that relationship won't be there if you're not the one initiating everything or if you're not the one putting everything in, Mm -hmm. right? And at that point, that relationship will drain you. It'll burn you out, right? And that's not fair to you because the only way a relationship works is, is, is if you put in and the other person puts in. You're both feeding into the relationship. That's the way that sure. it works. That's the way that right. it should flow. It's just important to be reciprocated. Even if you it's know, not the sure. same thing, like, let's say in our friendship, like, you're, I'm putting in an hour today and you're putting in an hour today like it doesn't have to be that same way it could be like i want more Ellie. <laughs> i need you to put in more work you're not putting enough work <laughs> it could be it's like i'm reaching out to you today like i'm calling you today mm-hmm. but then tomorrow you'll uh, send me a quick text just to check up on me but you're super busy like you're still feeding into it right it's just in a ma- in a different capacity because that's the capacity that you have as of that day for that relationship it's going to look different every single time but it doesn't always have to match right it doesn't have to be like this is one particular view that I have like it doesn't always have to be 50 50 sometimes I'll hold up 60 you hold up 40 other times you hold up 60 I hold up 40 and then other times yeah we both hold 50 50 it'll look different each day depending on what we're able to give Mm -hmm. right but ultimately we're both feeding into it right no i definitely agree
1: because the one i'm thinking about is like i know a lot of moms Mm -hmm. especially new moms struggle with this and i think a lot of them lose friends in the very beginning because you become so overwhelmed with your life at first that you really don't reach out to anyone because you don't you don't have the time nor the energy more than anything i think energy And I just think it's sad when you don't do it on purpose like you're doing it without knowing you know you're not reaching out you don't even think of it because you're so caught up in your life and then you just start to lose friends because people do kind of detach themselves when they're the only ones sending and ever receiving but I think maybe it's important or maybe you should try before cutting out that person if the only issue is they never reach out to you first reaching out to them and seeing if they're okay because maybe the reason they're not reaching out is because they're not mentally capable of doing so in the moment and maybe they just need that extra help but they're not reaching out for that help
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but see that's why it's it's so complicated it's a whole web it's not just and hence this is where communication comes in very important you gotta take everything into consideration. It's not just, oh, they don't check this box, bye, cutting
1: right. you off. Because I think if we did that, we'd probably cut everybody off, <laughs> for sure. It's like, you're toxic because you do this. You like communication because you don't do this. Mm-hmm. You
0: disrespect me because you do this. And like, <laughs> at that point, you're the one that's being toxic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have reachable expectations. <laughs> no, it's just,
1: life is difficult. Right. And that's why I think, well, at least on my end, sometimes when i'm thinking of what to talk about in these episodes i'm like well yes this is true but it also doesn't hold in every situation
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i mean like there's just so
0: many different aspects yeah. to any kind of situation you look at when it has to do with life right it's not like again it's not a one-size-fits-all you literally have to look at the whole context of the situation right so. so like i said in
1: other episodes like
0: take what we say with a grain of salt don't Take it as a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. It's not a black or white thing. It's not a, a checkbox. It's literally a scale. It it could be like a whole different... It's on a whole color scheme, so it may not be black or white. It might be gray. It might be charcoal gray. It might be somewhere in between. Pink.
1: Right. <laughs> no, for sure. It's very difficult. Life is just hard. (laughs) We're all just doing our best to navigate and stay alive, Mm -hmm. especially in these moments.
0: Too difficult.
1: Don't even get me started, girl.
0: One of the things that I did want to point out in terms of whenever someone is competing with you, whether that be a friendship, um, a partner, or other whatever kind of relationship that you're holding, it's not always that they see you do good and they want to be better than you sometimes they may be like that you're venting to them you're opening up to them emotionally you're venting to them about some event that happened in your life that you're dealing with and they're basically telling you well like you don't have it that bad i went through this like i have it worse than you kind of thing even in that they're competing with you
1: mexican parents bro
0: (laughs) sorry Like, that's not okay. You're not holding space for that person who is opening up to you and being vulnerable with you. For sure. And it's at that point, that person that's opening up to you just doesn't want to open up to you anymore. Because you're turning it into a competition. And it's a competition that basically you already lost because it wasn't a competition to begin with. Mm -hmm. I hear when people say that. You shouldn't be sad. This person has their worries.
1: It's like, okay, so with that mindset, I should never be happy because someone else is always happier than me.
0: Exactly. Like, that doesn't make sense.
1: (laughs) It's almost like eliminating your problems. Mm -hmm. Like, your problem's not a real problem. Right. Mm. And that's just not okay. Right. I think it is important for sure to look at it, to look at it like on a scale. Like, of course, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. So that may help you feel better. But never okay to compare it to somebody else because they have it the worse. Right. And like Definitely I said,
0: Mexican parents, bro. They tell you, you tell them about the problems that you're having in school, and they're like, No, yo lo tuve peor porque yo tuve que caminar 20 millas, pasar por un rio, y no sé qué tanto para llegar a la escuela. And it's like,
1: En el frio, en el calor, mm-hmm. en la lluvia. Yep. <laughs> Bro, the way they make it sound, they literally had to walk from Mexico to Canada. Like, For real.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I had to, like, catch my own food. And, like, bro, you were not a caveman. Stop it. <laughs> I always think of them when I hear shit like that. I always, mm. mm-hmm. I in the moment, when you're talking about your problems, I hate it. But yeah. then when you're thinking about it, it's fucking funny. It is. <laughs> If you're Mexican, you know exactly what we're
0: talking about.
1: Man. Yeah, they they tell it to you like if it was a whole journey. The way you make it sound like that was your whole day. Ain't no way you do that in an hour. Like yeah. ain't no way you have time for anything else.
2: <laughs>
1: you lying. <laughs>
0: One of the other things is that sometimes whatever relationship that you're holding may also be holding you back in the terms of... I feel like this comes out a lot in terms of like fear that they presented to you in terms of fear, Okay, right? So like we had said previously about how sometimes... In our, um, in our cultura, it's our parents or the older generations who are very fear-based in terms of the ambitions that we have for ourselves. It's like, oh, don't do this because what if this happens? What if that happens? It could be in that kind of thing. And that's also not healthy because if, especially if you're accepting and taking those considerations as your own Mm -hmm. those same thoughts are holding you back the same thoughts that they're giving to you right and it could be bad but it could also just be and it can it doesn't even have to be just in terms of career ambitions it can be in terms of mental emotional or spiritual ambitions that you have for yourself if any person is holding you back in any sort of aspect in your life that's also not okay
1: cut (laughs) them off mom you're done (laughs) Tio, you're done. <laughs> Mexican parents, <laughs> done. <laughs>
0: only <Probably> canceled.
1: <laughs> canceled, deleted, blocked. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Love y'all. We <laughs> do, we do. But no, you yeah. are absolutely right. Our older generation of Mexicanos, specifically, they, they are very fear based because they think a lot of our goals now are unreachable. unreachable. Mm hmm because they can't even like fathom Mm -hmm. them doing it
0: so they can't see us doing it you know Mm -hmm. and that doesn't have to be just parents like that could be one of your friendships your relationships that they they probably presented to you in that same way or in a different way but ultimately the end thing that happens is they hold you back from doing whatever it is that you're trying to do for sure and I think that one we should also take
1: again with a grain of salt because there are times where we can be a little delusional mm-hmm. and some people are just bringing facts to the table so it's not necessarily that they don't believe in you or that they're putting you down they're just like oh but like have you seen that everything mm-hmm. and once you're like yes you know I have thought of every circumstance in my head and I'm still willing to do it then They should be okay with that after that, but if they're continuously pushing you after that, then I think that's when the the problem hits. Mm -hmm. Because I think some people, I mean, we said this. They don't intentionally do it to bring you down. Right. It's just because they don't see it reachable. So Mm -hmm. because they don't see themselves doing it, they think you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And with all that being said, we hope that you guys always choose the best relationships for yourselves, so you are always at peace and are living your best life. (laughs) And
0: gracias for this episode. And make sure you follow us on all of our socials to stay up to date on our latest news and announcements. And you can find us everywhere at Soul Sisters Lounge. And we'll see y'all back here next week. Bye!